0: We are doing a little series called what are you letting in and we have discovered that there are two spiritual forces that are ever so real that we deal with one is the spirit of fear that god has not given us he's not given us a spirit of fear but a power and love and a sound mind the opposite of fear is what Faith. well did you know that you have the same spirit of faith hallelujah the same spirit of faith as david dad and paul had According, It is according to what you believe and what you speak. Yeah. Now, last week we talked about the Apostle Paul. When he was on his way into Macedonia, he experienced trouble on every side. And then he said there were also fears that were trying to get into his life. The King James Version calls it fears within. He said, as a result of the fear that was coming against me, I had no rest in my flesh. How many of you know your flesh will have no rest if you have no rest on the inside? And you will have no rest on the inside as long as you allow fear into your lives. That's why Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. What are you letting in? Amen? Over and over again in the word of God, we hear the phrase, fear not, fear not, fear not. Fear not, because I'm with you. Be not dismayed, because I'm your God. I'll uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. The Lord loves us so much that He's put His presence on the inside of us, and then we are to cultivate the faith of God that He's placed in every one of us. Now, if you can have rest on the inside, your flesh can rest. Your mind can rest. And all of your systems can rest. And the way that we enter into His rest is simply by coming unto Him and believing Him. Is that right? And so we talked about that a little bit last week. Now, we labor to stay in the rest. Our human fleshly laboring is no good with God. But the labor that you and I labor to enter in and stay in the rest, that labor is to simply fight the good fight of faith, stand on the promises of God, and refuse to be moved. Amen. And that means you've got to cast out imaginations, take the name of Jesus, apply the blood of the Lamb, and maintain your stance of victory. Amen. Now, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 15 through verse 18... We see something that John said concerning the love of God. So let's look at 1 John chapter 5, 4, verses 15 through 18. We'll look at the King James Version first. 1 John, the 4th chapter and the 15th verse. Read it with me. Ready, read. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God... God dwelleth in him, and he in God. Remember, God is love, right? So love is dwelling in you, and you are dwelling in love. Love is a good place to live. What are you letting in? Are you letting unforgiveness in, bitterness in, strife in? No. Let the love of God rule and dominate your life. Verse 16. Read, please. And we have known and believe the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love... Dwelleth in God, and God in Him. Verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we, where? In this world. Now notice verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear has what? Fear has torment. Fear has with it the thought of punishment and the thought of terror. Now, if you were to look at that word torment and couple it in Matthew chapter 25, you can pull that next scripture up there. It is the same word that talks about punishment and eternal damnation. Look it with me at Matthew, the 25th chapter, if you would, please. And we uh, notice... Uh, the verse there—it's actually Matthew chapter twenty-four and verse forty-six. Excuse me up there. Don't they do a good job up there? Yeah. Look with me over there. Matthew chapter twenty-five and uh, twenty-four and verse forty-six. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, uh, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find him also uh, doing. Well, I don't think that's the right scripture. So stand by. Stand by. Maybe it is 25. But uh, I want you to get this and I want you to see this because it's the same word uh, for fear and the same word for torment and for uh, punishment. So in Matthew 25, I had it right. Verse 46. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Say it with me. Torment and everlasting punishment. So what he's describing when he says that fear has torment, he is describing for us the very environment of hell. How many of you know that fear can be hellish? You've heard the term, I'm I'm having days of hell on earth. That's not a figure of speech. What makes hell, hell? The absence of God's presence. What makes hell, hell? The absence of light, love, joy, peace. And what makes hell, hell? Being filled with fear. And so when people say, man, it's just been hell on earth, literally, they're experiencing a little bit of hell on earth. Now, would it be far from all of us to go to hell, amen? But people that go there, if they've experienced here, it won't be completely foreign to them when they get there. Now, if that's true, the opposite is true. The Bible says in Deuteronomy that you and I can have days of heaven upon the earth. Let's ask ourselves, what makes heaven heaven? The presence of God. The presence of life, light, joy, peace. Come on, somebody. And when you walk in the Spirit, and when you walk by faith and not by sight, and you live your life in the Lord Jesus Christ, heaven won't be foreign to you when you get there. Now, why is that? Because we're experiencing it right now. That's why the psalmist said, Oh, taste! And see that the Lord is good. Say it with me. For the Lord is good. good. And His mercy mercy endureth endureth forever. Now, when it comes to faith and fear, how many of you know that faith and fear just do not mix? Now, you can alternate yielding one to the other. The Bible calls it wavering. Look with me at James chapter 1, verse 5 and verse 6. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. Oh, the spirit of faith is in the house today. Yeah. James 1, 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not in what will be given him. Wisdom. But notice this first phrase, but let him ask in what? How are we to ask the Father in the name of Jesus for things? Are we to ask in fear? No. Are we to ask in faith? What qualifies you to be asking Him in faith for something? Basically, you come on the basis of His Word. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will or His Word, He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. Now notice this. Let's work with this a minute. I want you to say, ask in faith five times. Ask in faith How are we to ask? In faith. Now, I think it's very interesting that immediately he says, nothing wavering. Amen. Nothing wavering. In other words, if it is possible for me to ask in faith, and he puts wavering in the same verse, it's a possibility that I could ask for something in fear. Yeah. Amen. Because he's emphasizing very clearly to us, Here's how you ask. You ask in faith. You don't ask in fear. You don't ask in desperation. Now certainly he will hear you in your midnight hour. But primarily he wants you who are in the word to know the word and come to him on the basis of the blood and the word. Amen? And so we need to understand then that God says for us to ask in faith. Now notice the rest of the verse. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that if she receive anything of the Lord, a double-minded man is what? He's unstable in all of his ways. Okay, so if I am asking for something in faith, I'm asking God, and you're asking God, what would the earmarks then and the evidences be after you've asked? There would be joy, there would be peace, and yeah, there'd be rest, and even some rejoicing. I mean, even before that it shows up to your door, you can rest in the Lord, because you know He's bringing it to pass. Amen? And then you can do a little rejoicing and some praising, even though the test might be high, you get your rejoicing higher than the test, and it won't be long before you got yourself a testimony. Amen. 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 So the Lord gave me five R's, and this is what I want to teach you this morning, is I want to talk to you about how to deal with fear. The five R's of dealing with fear. Number one, you must recognize it. You must detect it. You cannot resist something that you're not aware of that's there. And many people have been engulfed with fear their whole lives. That it becomes just a part of their DNA and a part of their life. To where they're not even aware that they are yielding to fear. Are you listening to me? And so he says here to recognize it. Resist it. And then replace it. And then rejoice and then rest. Now, here's the problem. We've got a lot of Christians globally, they are yielding to stuff that is straight from the pit of hell. And they don't even recognize that it is. And they're resisting what God sends from heaven. Now, let me tell you this every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above, it comes from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning, right? God gives good things. The devil gives bad things. God is the God of life. The devil is the devil of death. God is the God of faith. The devil is the devil of fear. See, anything that steals, kills, and destroys is not good. And if it's not good, it's not God. Why? Because God is good. Right? Okay? And so people are resisting things that God is sending to them. For example, did you know that people resist prosperity?
1: Yeah, Yeah, they
0: do. Did you know that people resist healing? All because they've heard some erroneous teaching that says, you know, God healed back then, but he doesn't heal today. And you know, if you have enough respect for people like that and listen to them long enough, you'll connect with that and believe that and believe a lie. It's not that the persons or people telling you that are liars. They're just deceived. And so what you need to make sure then is anything that you hear, whether it be from me, Brenda, or anyone in this church, you need to make sure then does it line up with the B-I-B-L-E. And if it doesn't line up with the Bible, just shelve it or throw it away. Amen? It doesn't matter who it is. You got to check things out in the scripture. One thing you don't want to do is you don't want to resist what God has given you based on your past experiences and past teachings. Save me for the Lord is good, Lord is good. And, his mercy. and his mercy. What does it do? Endures forever. Endures forever. So what, what needs to happen in my life and it's happening and I'm not saying I've arrived. You know, the person that says they've arrived hasn't even left yet. <laughs> but we were brought up in an atmosphere of fear. You know, we we're brought up to fear going across the street because after all, you could get crunched and die. Nothing wrong with advising your children about the dangers that are out there. But on the other hand, you need to put some faith into them so that they can overcome the dangers that are out there. Come on, somebody. I know we're living in a real world, but we got a real word that overcomes the real world. We are not of this world. We're in it, but we're not of it. We are of a higher world, a higher system. The word of a living God. So let's ask God. To help us to be sharp about this. To where when fear turns the corner and heads toward our house, we can sniff it out. And then immediately go into a resisting mode. Recognize it. And then resist it. How do I resist it? You resist it the same way Jesus resisted the devil. It is written. It is also written. It is written. Try this on for a Say it with me. Confess this. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. I will, not fear. I, will not, fear. I do not fear. I do
1: not fear.
0: Even though I'm walking through the valley. Even through
1: the valley of, the of,
0: death, of the shadow of death. I will fear. I will fear. No, evil. no evil. God's not giving me a spirit of fear. I got, I, got fear spirit of I got a spirit of faith. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I resist you. I resist you. Watched too much Wolverine the other night. All right. So now the devil, he's a liar. And he walks about as a roaring lion. Now notice, seeking whom he may devour. It's your choice whether he may devour you or not. Okay? As for the Hernandez home, he may not devour them. As for the Richardson household, he may not devour them. As for the DeMello household, he may not devour them. How about your house? The correct response is, he may not devour us. He can't just come in and do anything he wants to do. If he did, you'd be six foot under right now. So, how many of you have ever watched a video before or a DVD? Well, the devil has videos. He has DVDs. And he will, try to pic- he will try to paint a picture and show you a video and a scenario of fear. Okay? And he will always show you videos and pictures that have bad endings. I don't like bad endings, do you? No. I mean, Brenda and I can be sitting at home or in a movie on date night and watching a love story, you know. And, and uh, you know, I'm thinking, hallelujah. You know, let's get a little romance going. You know what I'm saying, guys? Hallelujah, my darling I. Alright, so now so anyway, they get married. They go through all this stuff that they needed to, you know, that they went through, and at the end she dies. I do not like shows with bad endings. I, I'm a man. I don't like to cry in movies. <laughs> How about you, Sean? You like crying in movies? Ah, oh, no, me now. <laughs> and so, I want the good guy to win. I want him to ride off into the sunset with a fast horse and his lady. Oh So, here's, here's my point. Faith only will accept victory. If you haven't won yet, you're not through yet. If it hasn't ended well, you're not done. Yes, but the enemy would say, this is the end of the show. No, next scene. Just keep shooting till we win. Now, don't look so pious at me. You've watched some of his videos. The thing about him is, he wants you to watch it again. Oh, yeah, that, let's watch it. Yeah, we're at your funeral. Everybody's dressed in black. Everybody's crying. There's flowers on the grave. Or repo man's coming to your house. Yeah. Let's watch that again. Yeah, the truck says lizard lick towing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> They're coming to get your car.
0: You know, let's watch it. I can't. <clears throat> but here's the thing. You watch it long enough, and you don't detect that, and you entertain that, you'll start dreading that. And dread is hope in reverse. Faith and hope have a confident, favorable expectation. Fear and dread have an expectation of something bad to happen. Okay? So what are we expecting in our lives? Look at Job 3, if you would, verse 25. You getting anything yet today? Job 3.25. Job said, for the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. One translation says, what I fear most overtakes me, what I dread happens to me. Another translation says, what I feared has come upon me, what I dreaded has happened to me. Still another says, everything I fear and dread comes true. Now, the truth of the matter is, most people think nothing of dread. You know, they say things like, well, I just dread getting up in the morning. I just dread going to work. What is your expectation? Well, last week was a tough week, and I know this week's going to be even tougher. What you're doing is you're setting yourself up for failure. Because you're believing the wrong thing. God tells you what to believe about your day. Your day is the Lord's day. And in the day of the Lord, we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Therefore, we'll overcome whatever comes our way. Because we've made the decision way ahead of time that we're not dreading tomorrow. We're expecting good things from a good God because God is good. Listen, you're going to face Monday anyway. You might just as well face it in faith. You might just as well face it with a confident, favorable expectation rather than a dreary, dead dread. Amen. Amen? Like I said last week, I had two dentist appointments last week. Monday I had a cavity filled. Thursday I went in for the big one, the root canal. I want you to know I sailed through the root canal. Next morning I had no pain whatsoever. It was awesome. Now, I could have gotten in fear. I could have gotten in worry. My knees could have been knocking. My hands could have been shaking. My head could have been moving. He wouldn't be able to get it out. So you're going to face the root canal anyway. How are you going to face it? You're going to take that test at school anyhow. Stop dreading the test and get ready for the test and approach the test with a confident, favorable expectation that you're quick, you're bright, you're sharp, And God brings things to your remembrance. Come on, somebody. Well, I just got a new job and they give me all these manuals. I got to learn this and learn that. I just dread reading it. Get out of the land of dread. Get into the land of faith. The land of expectation. Yeah, but I haven't been to school for 40 years. Guess what? You're as sharp now as you ever were. As a matter of fact, you're getting sharper every day. The memory of the just is blessed. You is blessed in your memory. You're not losing your mind. you got the mind of Christ. you got a sound, well-balanced, calm, disciplined mind. You have the mind of Christ. I'd rather live there than talk about hardening of arteries. And talk about all this stuff. I just, I can't seem to remember. You don't remember with this. It is the, It is the organ by which the Spirit of the Lord brings things to your remembrance from your inner man. You need this to be able to think. So say, my brain is sharp. And the memory of the just is blessed. Well, I'm just getting old. Just change old to bold. I'm not getting older. I'm getting bolder. He's renewing my youth just like the eagles. Yeah, but I'm going to turn 70 next year, next week. I dread it. Well, you're 69. I see everything's working fine. What makes you think things are going to change at 70? Hallelujah! Yeah. Yeah. Moses had a ministry until he was an old, old man. And you can too. Don't dread tomorrow. Have faith for tomorrow. Don't let your past color your future. We've all experienced some difficult times. We've all failed in these things. I have. I'll raise both hands. But just because we've failed doesn't mean we're failures. And just because we've failed doesn't make it, give us an excuse to fail again. You see, once light comes, we're responsible to walk in the light. And the entrance of His Word is giving many of you light today.
1: Yes, right.
0: So it becomes your responsibility to change the way you think, change the way you speak, change the way you believe, and change the way you expect. Stop dreading evil and start expecting good. Amen? Oral Roberts said, something good is going to happen to you today. Yeah. Hallelujah. Brenda and I got to visit Oral probably a year or so before he passed away. We were in his home down in Newport Beach. And he would take ministers in there and he would lay hands on them. And we would make our requests be made known unto God. And Brother Oral would pray for us. A powerful man of God. I mean to tell you, he was sharp as an old man. He was sharp as an old man. And one of the things we learned from Oral, he he says, Never get in the pulpit till you're prayed up so that you can speak up. Hallelujah. My request from Brother Roberts was that I may finish my course with joy. Oh, then I may finish everything that God has put in my heart yeah. with joy. Amen. He laid those hands on me and I believe I receive. Hallelujah. hallelujah.
1: Amen.
0: Glory to God. Hallelujah. Say with me, something good is going to happen to me today. today. Look at your neighbor and say, something good is going to happen to you. Today, look at your another other neighbor and say, something good is happening to you right now. Woo, let's shout. Hallelujah. Yes, you do. It's mine. I have it now. You know, faith is interesting. It's past, it's present, and it's also future tense. I learned this last week. For example, Mark eleven twenty four. He said, What things, soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Yeah. When you pray is present tense.
1: Amen.
0: When you ask God for something, you have to believe you receive it presently. Yes. Amen? Amen? Right. And then once you believe you have received it, then you go from that place of prayer saying, Thank you, Lord. I believe I have received. I don't need to pray again. I just need to praise now because I've got it.
1: Hallelujah.
0: But then it's also future. He said, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. And then he says, and you shall have them. Amen. That's, That's right. future tense. That's right. So shall have them is still out there in the future. What do you do between the time you believe you've received it and you shall have them? With expectancy Hallelujah. and yeah. praise. Yeah. 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 Who against hope believed in hope. Stay strong yeah. in faith. Yeah. Yeah. Give yeah. yourself some glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Proverbs 10. Verse 24, Proverbs 10, verse 24. What are you expecting? You see, a lackluster expectancy reveals little or no trust. And that's why things don't change and things remain the same year after year. We don't want that. Let us not drag through the last five months of this year with a despondent spirit. Let us go through these last five months of the year with a high expectancy, expecting God to do great things. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 10:24 NIV says, What the wicked dread will overtake them, but what the righteous desire, it will be granted. Amen. It will be granted. Okay. So the first R is what, class? Recognize. Okay. The second R is what?
1: Resist.
0: The third R is what? Replace. Replace. See, you've got to replace it. Replace it. I've written this in my notes, and it is so good. Let me just read it to you the way it says it. For every terror that would imprison you, there is a truth that will set you free. Amen. Can I say it again? Yeah. For every terror that would imprison you, there is a truth that will set you free. Amen. So replace the terror with the truth. See, the terror will bind you up, but the truth will make you free.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Amen. Okay? Okay. So when the tear comes, and the imaginations come, and the suggestions come, we're already told what to do with them. It says, cast down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bring into captivity, what? Every thought to the obedience of Christ. In other words, replace it. Everyone said, replace. Replace. Now, there was a lady that came to healing school down at Ramah. They had a healing school there for years and still do. And she had a diagnosis of cancer. And she sat under the word. And through the process of time, being under the word, all the cancer was gone. To my knowledge, no one laid hands on her. It was just the word of faith coming forth. See, God's word is medicine to all your flesh. Amen? That includes your liver, your mind, everything. And when asked, what happened to you? She said this. I just got so full of the word that there was no more room for cancer in my life.
1: Hallelujah.
0: I just got so full of the word that there was no more room for debt in my life.
1: Amen. Hallelujah.
0: I just got so full of the word that there was no more room for worry in my life. Amen. So the key is, what are you full of? That's right. Now that's a loaded question. We better not go there. But there's a lot of Christians that are full of things they shouldn't be full of. Full of carnality. Full of lust. Full of things that they have no business being full of. Well, if that's the case in your life, just repent. Hallelujah. And replace that. Replace all those R-rated movies with some gospel. Replace all that hard rock with some Christian music. Come on. Replace all that carnal talk with speaking in tongues.
1: Amen. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen.
0: It's not hard to do. No. It simply needs to be done yeah. regularly. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Amplified, please. So what do you do with, when fear comes? You resist it. You replace it. And then you expect it to come to pass. Amen. Here's the rejoicing part. Amen? Amen. Say rejoice. Rejoice. I love to listen to Brenda preach and teach because she's full of joy. And what's what's on her gets on me. That's why tonight, I'll guarantee you, I'll be perched up there on that chair up there. See that chair? That's my perch. And I watch Brenda teach and preach. But I don't look at it as receiving from my wife. I look at it as receiving from God. When Brenda preaches, I don't look at it look at her as being my wife and the mother of my children. I look at her as being an anointed servant of the Most High God and the anointing in her is going to teach me. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! And so I love to watch her preach on Sunday nights because you see, I'm feeding you now but feeders need to get fed. Amen. Now I'm going to say this. If this is the only feeding you're getting all week you're coming up short. <laughs> It's not that this feeding isn't good. This is good feeding, but it's like this compared to what you should be getting. Are you listening to me? And that's really when your life begins to change, when you just get so full, man. So full of the Holy Spirit and so full of the Word of God. There's just no more room for all that strife and all that junk. Everyone say, Rejoice! Rejoice! Romans 15, verse 13. Will you read it with me? Ready, read. May the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace. Stop right there. What will the God of hope fill you with? Joy. In other words, when you come into contact with the God of confident, favorable expectation, He's going to fill you up with something. Not hamburgers and fries. But joy and peace. Now, notice the correlation between this joy and peace and the God of hope. It comes from Him, but it's activated by you believing.
1: Yes, right. That's right.
0: Yeah. Say it with me. It's activated, it's activated. By, my believing. by my believing. And so the power of the Holy Spirit, as a result, will abound, and you'll be overflowing and bubbling over with expectancy. Woo. Now, if that doesn't cause you to rejoice, man, Think about it. You got the God of hope living on the inside of you. Mm. (coughs) When it looked like all hope was gone, when Jesus was in the pit of hell, the God of hope hope expected him to come out and he raised him from the dead. Listen, you've got resurrection power on the inside of you. You've got a God kind of hope on the inside of you. Let it bubble up. And get yourself a happy meal get yourself a happy meal some of the greatest times of rejoicing have been in our hallway upstairs Amen. There you go. Yeah. we have a little home over in Union City we've lived there since 1988 it's a nice home, we're thankful for it Amen. and uh, we've got bedrooms upstairs we've got this hallway in this hallway we've done more rejoicing I, in the midnight hour we'll just go dancing down the hallways Woo! I'll give her a high five thank you Lord God's about to turn some things around. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Glory to God. Yeah. That's it.
1: That's it. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. He's the God of the turnaround. Yeah. But that turnaround oftentimes is activated by your rejoicing. Oh, it pleases God when you rejoice in your midnight hour. Yeah. That's right. Count it all joy. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 25. And so, in closing this, the the Lord makes it very clear how we can detect this stinky stuff. Fear stinks. You're not governed by it anymore. In Matthew 6.25, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you'll eat, what you'll drink, what your body you shall wear, what you'll put on, is not the uh, life more than meat and the body than raiment. And then he talks about the birds of the air and the lilies, how they're clothed. And he says, how much more should your heavenly Father clothe you and feed you and take care of you? And then he says, oh, ye of little faith. But what I want you to see is here's what the head of the church has said to every one of us. This is coming from headquarters. Look at your neighbor and say, this is coming coming. from from headquarters. Look at verse 31 and I want you to read it with me. This is a command. He says, therefore, take no thought. Saying So Jesus is saying, don't receive those thoughts. And above all, don't say it. Do you know that asking questions like that is letting fear in? Asking a question like that. Reveals fear, oh my God, the payment 's due in ninety days. What are we going to do that 's the wrong question
1: Amen. come on
0: we 've got to deal with the way the question was asked before we can tell you what the answer is, yes. because the fear will remove the faith
1: yeah, right. Are you listening now? This
0: is so yes, it important it 's okay. To ask God in faith. Like this, for example. Let's say our mortgage payment is due on August 10th. Our mortgage payment is several thousand dollars. Now, if I live by what I saw in the bank account on a regular basis, I could be locked up. (laughs) But I don't live by what I see, I live by what I believe.
1: (laughs) And I live by what I expect. I expect
0: good, I expect God, and it comes to pass. But no.
1: That's right.
0: If my hallway at home turns into a turns into a hallway of mourning and groaning and complaining rather than a hallway of rejoicing and praising and jumping and leaping, what I've done then is I have limited God. And here's a here's a prayer. That's a prayer of fear. Oh, God, what are we going to do? You know the mortgages do. Oh, God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? That's the wrong question. Now, it's okay to say, Father, thank you. You're faithful. You've come through for us so many times. Matter of fact, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Come on. Nor his seed out begging for bread. You have been faithful this decade, last decade. I can see footprints of your faithfulness throughout my whole life. So, Father, I want you to know I'm not worried about it. Amen. <coughs> now I'm asking you Hallelujah. for your angels yeah. Yeah. to get busy yeah. and bring the money in. Come on, somebody.
1: Right. Praise Praise.
0: Or how about this? In your life, Lord, I know. I know that this is... This is due. I know this is due. I'm not worried about it. But what do I need to know about how to do this? Amen. Amen. You see, words are containers. They carry faith or fear, dread or expectancy. Jesus said, take no thought by saying. Now listen. There was a day that Jesus was called to Jairus's household to raise up Jairus' daughter from the dead. Right after the woman with the issue of blood was healed, they came and said, Your daughter's dying. And then Jesus went with him. And then on the road, they said to him, Don't trouble the master any further. Your daughter's dead. Jesus spun around. Can't you just see his eyes? He looked at Jairus and said, Fear not. Believe only. He didn't turn around and say, I'm sorry for your loss. No. He said, now, Jairus, stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Resist that. What is he going to do? He's going to need to replace that and believe only. And that is a pivotal, pivotal point. His correct response... Is why that's in the Bible. He had to ask the question. Am I going to believe. Or am I going to fear. So what do you do with your fears. Number one.
1: Number two. Number three. Number four.
0: And then lastly. You rest. Everyone say rest. Look at Psalm 16 verse 8 and 9. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 16, verse 8 and 9. Did you wear your shouting clothes today? Oh, there remains a rest for the people of God. God loves us so much. His hand is upon us for good. I love this scripture. Psalm 16, verse 8 and 9. Let's look at this. Ready, read. I have set the Lord always before me because He is at my right hand. I shall not be... I have said, who? Always before me. Now notice verse 9. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth, and my flesh also shall rest. You see, that, that's just about the whole sermon in two verses. I've set him before me. I've identified the fear, now I'm resisting it by setting it before me. And I'm rejoicing. And now I'm resting. Psalm 27 verses 1 and verse 13. Let's look at this. Psalms 27. By the way, it's only 1223, so we're doing real good. And I'm not going to use that, that age old who will give me five more minutes. I'm just going to say we'll be done fairly soon. Okay? All right. Like Brenda just said, you're fixing the clothes. I've discovered that some preachers from the South have long fixins, <laughs> But fear not! I'm from the North. <laughs> Psalm 27, y'all there still? Yeah. You doing good? Yeah. Look at verse 1. Let, let's read this together. I think it's good for our eyes to rest on this. Let's read together. The Lord is my light and my salvation Whom shall I fear? What's the answer to that? Now notice. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Do you detect a little sassiness there? The word will make you bold. Notice verse 13. I had fainted unless. In other words, I would have wavered. I would have given up. I would have dreaded. But instead... I chose to believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What are you choosing this week? What are you going to choose Monday morning? I'm choosing to see God. Expect God. The Bible says, Hope thou in God, for I will yet praise Him. He's the health of my countenance. Did you get anything out of this today? Let's all stand to our feet and let's make a confession. We're still going to receive the offering, so don't lock the doors, but block them. (laughs) No, wait a minute. That's not faith. That's fear. I reject that. I replace that. Hold your hand over your heart and say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, help me me, by your spirit spirit, to to detect. To recognize recognize any fear. fear. And when it comes, comes, I go into into resisting. resisting. I resist resist with the word, the blood, and the the name name above every name. name. I choose choose to set the Lord Lord always always before me. I will cast down imaginations and all high things and I will replace that with the truth of God's Word. So there's nothing left for me to do today but to rejoice and to rest in you. Can we rejoice just a moment? Glory to God. Glory to God.